The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Welcome back to the Provoke Media Podcast. I'm Megan Keoghan, Head of Content Partnerships here at Provoke Media and host of today's episode. We are in the second of a two-part episode with Sylvie Harton, SVP of Strategy and Global Head of PR and IR Solutions at Notified. Today, we are talking about the nitty-gritty of a PR practitioner's role in ESG coaching, communicating, being the recipient of the message and their their role in getting it out to the the masses. So Sylvie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, we've talked a lot in our first episode about purpose, authentic purpose, what that all means. Now I'm interested in talking a little bit more about who is the keeper of the the message of purpose and where does that start? And then and we'll get into then from there. Um, where the PR practitioner's role is in all this and where their opportunity to really shine is that has never been before. Well, so that's a great question. Such a timely question and such an opportunity for PR pro today. But I think first, before we um, we define how PR will help, we have to define, uh, decide, you know, where 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 is this own in the organization? Because up until very recently, most of ESG initiative, for the most part in organizations, sat in marketing. And ESG is really not a marketing-led initiative. If you've heard the first part of this podcast, we talked about a lot about ESG as it's a strategic strategy, right? It's a strategic component of an organization's um, uh, approach to market. And so... If it's so important to your organization, where should that sit? And so it's my belief that it really does sit at the C-suite. Um, in fact, when you think about some of the regulation that are coming on, um, there's some discussion around tying a CEO salary to their ability to execute on their ESG you know, strategy and initiative. But I, I think one place that certainly CEO can be, but you know where I've seen a lot of successes with the CFO, uh, actually leading these initiatives, in part because up until now, organizations have been able uh, have had challenge um, reporting on their uh, execution, right? Coding and reporting on the execution of these uh, of these strategy, also in part because of the lack of regulatory um, requirements. So that's changing. We know the SEC is going to come up with regulations that are going to um, guide organizations, specifically public company, on how they're going to communicate their ESG strategy, but more importantly, their execution against those strategies. So as a result of this, I think the CFO, given the, the role, the, you know, the, they own the, uh, the purse strings, so they're able to make real investment decision around ESG. They also, as part of their role, uh, the, the keepers of KPIs, milestones, and roadmap for execution. And so I think in that context, the CFO is very well suited to drive and own ESG strategies. So what does that mean for the PR professional? To me, you know, we've talked about for a very, very long time, you know, how do we bring a seat to the table for the PR pros? 
And it used to be, oh, we're going to, uh, and I still think this is the case, right? It's important to be able to measure effectiveness of communication. And, you know, there was a lot of discussion in the past around tying some of the PR outcomes to revenue and sales. That's all still relevant. I do, however, that I believe that ESG is going to provide a very interesting opportunity for PROs to become the trusted advisor to the C-suite. Why do I believe that? Because with regulatory requirements coming around communication of the strategy and with this change from, you know, ESG is a marketing-led initiative to more of it is a strategic component or core component of any organization strategy, I do believe that the PR person will be the, 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 the advisor that will take the outcomes and impact of these, those strategy and communicate it to broadly uh, defined stakeholders. In the first episode, I talked a lot about, you know, when it comes to uh, purpose communication, ESG communication, the difference now is that your population, your audiences are much more varied. And um, oftentimes the communication you have to get, those key messages may be a little bit more sophisticated. So PR here will become so much more important in making sure that the stakeholders understand your purpose, understand your ESG uh, strategy, and understand how you are executing against those ESG strategies. This is where impact outcome that comes out of the C-suite is then given to the PRO that will communicate broadly the effectiveness. And so there's going to be a lot of work done between uh, PR and the C-suite to really refine the messaging, to really make sure that everyone is aligned on those key messages uh, when it comes to ESG. So I, I think ultimately, I think this is a tremendous opportunity for PR. What uh, sorts of changes do you think that we may start to see in how PR professionals are themselves trained and how they are then training the uh leaders that they're maybe coaching or um, the other communicators in an organization, what are some of the shifts that we might be starting to see? So it's interesting because, you know, I, I'm going to take a bit of a different angle to your question. Um, you know, PR professionals are all, should all be held to the same standard when it comes to communicating and that also means when it comes to interacting with the C-suite, coaching and educating on their role, right? So it's important, especially in the context of greenwashing, right? So there is concern about, you know, how do we communicate? That's why ESG should not be a marketing-led initiative because, you know, you're not marketing ESG, you're reporting and you're communicating your purpose and reporting on how you're executing against your purpose. And so is this changing? I, I guess I'm I'm going back to my my point earlier is that all communication should be held to the same standard, you know, of authenticity. You know, maybe where it's going to change a little bit is that you have more pressure to walk the talk, right? In the context of of greenwashing, you have to make sure as a PR professional that what you communicate as it relates to ESG is impact and outcome driven. And so that's not different different than you know the way PROs should communicate, but it is I guess this pressure it's even more 
more so uh, in, in the current context, right? Especially in the context of regulation that's coming up, some of the greenwashing and some of the backlash that has occurred in ESG because oftentimes um, it was see, the organization were seen, uh, seen this as a promotional activity, which really shouldn't. It's a strategic one and PR is there to ensure that the communication is authentic and is impact and outcome driven. Impact and outcome driven, kind of the focus of, of this conversation, and you you mentioned and touched on regulation a couple of times in this um, past question. And um, if you're able to just sort of highlight a little bit of some of the different things that um, organizations are are preparing to be or should be preparing to be measured on. Um, and so I can't obviously down. offer legal counsel. Yes. Uh, <laughs> You know, but what what I will say is the following, and I'm going to keep these notes pretty high level. We know that the SEC is, uh, I believe it's in March, launched um, a new climate regulation around how publicly traded company, or they're talking about launching, it's not launched yet, uh, about how publicly traded company are going to discuss their carbon footprint and, um, you know, their, their impact on the environment. We know that Europe is also working to do a very similar things. And it's important and it's necessary. And the reason it's important and it's necessary is because today, as I mentioned earlier, the challenge of the C-suite on communicating their performance to date is that, you know, they're faced, there's a ton of different rating and grading agencies. There's different framework. There's really no consistency across the board here. And so it's my view that in the, in the future and in the short future, maybe within two or three years that we're gonna see uh, regulators um, select one or potentially two standards that are gonna be become the standards for organization. That's gonna make much easier. It's very similar to I think of the accounting standards that you have in account and uh, in accounting, um, I, I you know it's gonna solve the very significant problem to have you know, one sets of, you know, standard that or all organization are able to use. Right, right. With those on the horizon of, of greater regulation, um, it seems like organizations would be uh, best suited or um, prudent to be measuring internally their impact, um, yeah. in, which would then lead us to say, for those PR practitioners or those communication professionals, there's no better time than to start implementing and measuring the impact of their own work within the organization to, to gauge how effective they're being and how effective that that message is, is being distributed. And just if you can speak to that a little bit. Um, oh, right, 100%. Yeah, I mean, because especially in the context, that becomes their baseline, right? So, um, and, you know, I, I think I mentioned to this that when it comes to measuring, um, around PR, the purpose-focused content, right? We're really in the early innings, um, but at its core, it's really asking questions like, does you know our audience understand? Do they agree? And what is the impact of earned, uh, earned media coverage that has on focus on purpose, right? And so it's all, and when you take this, you can all, once you understand your baseline, that you've assessed your effectiveness, then you can start tying this back to performance metric like employee retention, 
like um, you know, general and even sales to some extent, right? And so it's important to start now because that creates your your baseline. But then on a monthly, quarterly, and annual basis, you should refresh your data and combine this with some pulse surveys so that you can align pulse survey HR data alongside those data as well. Tactically speaking, um, any of these uh, measuring tools that you might be using at Notified right now, I know that you're working diligently in your own organization and with the businesses that you consult with um, to, to really be priming them to be oh yes top of class right now yeah so so obviously and, and i realize this is not an advertisement <laughs> for notified but obviously we have you know social listening media monitoring solution that allows you to understand your current reputation um when it comes to you know your brand and you know in all the rest you know share a voice and so on and so forth that you can monitor using technology to do that Yes, absolutely. And we're seeing what's interesting here is that we're seeing, I mean, the use of social listening and media monitoring is not new to the PR buyer. But what we're starting to see is that it's starting to um, bleed into other organization like the IR person. And that point is really important because ESG and purpose-driven communication will force we know it's it's forcing collaboration across functional areas, right? At the executive mm-hmm. level, because we know that whether you you know HR has to participate, we know that manufacturing, when it comes to carbon, you know, carbon footprint, all of these functional areas are, are are forced to collaborate in terms of measuring their ESG effectiveness, and that will trickle down to the PR and the IR buyer because that will force them to really align. So PR, I look at it as PR owns the brand story. And so this is where social listening, media monitoring becomes very important to understand your brand reputation. Mm -hmm. And then the IRO, the IR person owns the financial story. In the context of ESG, these two will have to be really, these stories, whether brand or financial, will have to be aligned and coordinated. So that becomes an ESG storytelling, (laughs) right? And so the use of technology here and my point earlier was that we've seen social listening, social listening, media monitoring be used a lot by PROs. We're starting to see IROs now using it for the purpose of a financial story telling that is more purpose driven mm-hmm. so that they understand the audience that they're referencing. They understand because now retail investors is becoming more important in the context of ESG. And you don't engage the retail investor the same way you engage the institutional investor. This idea of shared value is more important. This is where technology is very useful to understand the sentiment uh, that you're, you're that, that you know the sentiment of these retail investors and, and and how best to communicate to them. Sure, and I know that you you have spent some time working in academia also and teaching, and I'm interested in your perspective on what your hypothesis would be of um, the future of training or early education in the field, what sorts of skills are going to be new and different that uh, PR practitioners and comms professionals are likely to see in their early stage training? How will that look different, do you think? No right or wrong answer uh, today than it did even five or 10 years ago? I I think that the role of the PR person in this context is going to become 
more strategic. And I think this is really exciting. What I mean by this is that if ESG is transforming how organizations are communicating their purpose, the way communication as a result of this is going to become more important and more strategic. And so PR person will need to now be able to hold the table, the seat at the table at the same level as the C-suite. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, to get there, uh, education programs will have to maybe become a bit more, you know, strategic. Like, uh, you know, one of the class that I've taught was actually strategy in the context of business. And I think that that class would be very, very useful for PR in the context of ESG. Um, yeah. Because you're going to, you know, ESG organizations that do ESG well, they have a chief climate uh, officer, you know, they have scientists on the board. So it's going to be really important that the PR person understand these things to communicate them effectively, because we're be- going beyond communicating around our product or services. We're, we're, we're going beyond that to, to define, um, to communicate around purpose, which is a little bit more of a nuanced science. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of this, I, I do think it's going to impact um, how PR professionals are, um, you know, acting or, you know, um, doing their day-to-day moving right. forward. Right. Yeah. Which all sounds totally feasible, logical, smart for the organization that gets it. But for the organization that doesn't get it yet or hasn't kind of come around, where is the opportunity or where are some of the um uh skills that a PR practitioner comms professional um communication expert are going to be able to bring to sort of turn those heads or or make room at at that table that you're speaking about can you repeat the question differently sure we've talked a lot about organizations that get it right the ones that that accept that this is a a very lot it's important yeah yep um, but for those that haven't really come around yet, or those that haven't quite figured out why they do need to make space at the table, um, we've can you speak a little bit about like the measurement and the metrics and the different ways that our industry is going to be converting minds? Okay, I got it. Um, interesting question. I, I will tell you that um, customer will vote with their their dollars. Mm-hmm. So if an organization doesn't purposefully or share um, uh, their purpose, communicate purposefully in this context, they're going to see results. It is, it's going to be represented in results. And as I said, customer will vote with their dollars. Mm-hmm. Employee will vote with their feet. An investor will, will vote with their dollars. And so as a PR person, because the, again, this goes beyond corporate communication, right? Um, it's going to have an impact in, you know, the cost of capital that you're raising as an organization. That's going to have an impact in the retention number you have with your employee in your sales. As I said, customer will vote with their dollars. And, uh, and what that means is you're going to see it represented in sales. I can't. I can. I can see an, a better way to really attract attention of the C-suite to ESG than those those metrics. I think um, that's such a, a great kind of note to end on this: the importance of the metrics, making room at the table, uh, the exciting horizon that we're on. Um, the future is bright for PR. 
it it's is. Very exciting. It absolutely is. It's yeah, a really it's exciting, exciting time. Um, parting thoughts from you today, Sylvie, anything that we haven't really touched on? I know we've, we've covered a lot of ground today in our conversation. No, I would say, um, you know, the, uh, as I said, I think the future is bright for PR. Um, there's a lot of work that, that needs to be done really to realize that bright future. Um, there's a lot of work to be done in terms of leading the way uh, around how we are communicating this purpose and how we're measuring and how we're ensuring that we remain authentic, I think is the is the key. Um, so on, on the PR front, that's the case. Um, I'd say that in addition to all of this, I, I do believe that regulators are going to give us some sort of framework to work with. So it's, I think it's really important for PR pros to see the opportunity, but also to keep um, keep aware of what's what's happening, uh, and form a, a community of ESG professionals, right? That are here to uh, to just advance this this idea of of uh, purpose communication and making sure that uh, organizations are indeed acting in the best interest of the world. Sylvie Harton of Notified, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. This has been the Provoke Media Podcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.